All right, everyone, welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by criticizing former, and in this case, current players. I'm one of your hosts, Derek Kubitschek, and today we are going to be looking at what I believe to be another fantastic episode of this season, of season 41, episode 11, Do or Die, the aptly named. And today, for the first time in the history of this podcast, we are with only one other co-host, but maybe not the one that you're thinking of. Hi, Josh. Why, hello, Derek. How so, are you? I, you know what? It's quieter. It, it, it really is. And, and there's less anxiety in the room than there typically is. Mm. I wonder why. What, what is, I feel zen. Like, are plants growing? Is the sun shining? No, no, no. We're, we're in North Dakota. There's no sun after 4 Every, Everything's dead. Every, <laughs> we got snow today, ice on the road, bad stuff. But we are without Ryan today. He is sick. I actually listened to last week's episode, and I made an executive decision that you guys are just too terrible without me. Oh. <laughs> so I booted him out of the group. Uh, Ryan is no longer a castaway consultant. It is just me and Derek now for forever. Yeah, he took, you took the boot right off your yep. busted foot, and you stuck it in his keister, and he's gone for now. Yep. Uh, and then Ryan, he caught a cold from that, and uh, it's a nasty cold, and here we are. So... We're going to try and fumble our way through this because we've never had to do this without our senior note taker and our in-house like mega super fan. I know you call yourself a super fan. Uh, You've been through all the seasons now, but this is our first time doing it on our own. So ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we do an okay job here tonight. Yeah, I consider myself a super fan, but uh, I will uh, never, ever, ever, ever be anywhere close to a level of whatever Ryan considers himself to be. I'm not going to be able to tell you some random fact about season eight uh, well maybe eight <laughs> about what someone ate on the island that day or the exact boot over boot order from season one to season 41 in order tell you what dude let's just make flashcards and then we'll be able to surpass them on all especially burn book knowledge easy, easy. Uh, but yeah so i i gave a little bit of a highlight but uh josh what did you think of the episode tonight I enjoyed it. We we finally got the one weird uh twist out of the way that was kind of looming the entire season we had uh, obviously erica's uh, hourglass earlier in the season uh but there's always one other one that we knew was gonna come up just because the word dangerous kept being thrown around yeah the the monster of the game the, yeah the, the perhaps over teased because i i, don't I think th- it was, i was actually pretty i mean i i was i was whelmed i wasn't underwhelmed but i was i was very whelmed with I had such low expectations for it. I thought that it was going to completely ruin the game, and it didn't, luckily. Uh, Again, it it, it could have. By no no workings of production did this uh, not ruin the game. Again. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into it. Obviously, spoilers for this episode. I enjoyed it. Derek, uh, sounds like he enjoyed it. So what I love is that, again, because 41, the cast, and just the, the circumstances, they keep sidestepping all of this nonsense, all of these obstacles that production is putting out there for this poor cast. I, I, I love this cast. And uh, Xander, he, he was a little bit uh, diplomatic today when he said, I kind of like this new Survivor where it keeps you on your toes. And I'm like, Yo, Xander, you're just angling for the return. I, I respect it. <laughs> How are you still here? <laughs> I respect it, but I don't have to like it. So I love that, again, that despite production's best efforts, we ended up with a very person-centric episode. It, it ended up following the very traditional formula of Survivor, which, again, is the reason that I believe the show is successful and has been for 41 seasons. So I really liked it for that reason. Uh, and, I mean, we had the challenge. Uh, I think I looked at the clock, and it was in, like, minute 17. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 717 uh, when, the, when the challenge at least came up. It didn't last overly long so the rest of it was person to person activity not really any challenge we got some really human deep moments at at tribal so i really enjoy that kind of stuff when it comes to survivor obviously like the strategic side is always going to be fun uh, to see what people do but also the social side and it was good to see that it's almost like emotional investment is the most captivating piece of survivor no way um and jeff even said that tonight but we'll get into it so uh before we jump into it, Josh, do you have anything else before we get in? No, I'm good. So, spoilers, if you haven't seen this episode and you want to, turn us off, 
go watch it, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. But this was a fun one, and again, if you got out of 41 because it got a little too convoluted at times, we are on a two-episode strong streak, and I'm thinking that a lot of this weirdness is over, and we're going to see a pretty good ending, pretty clean ending. So Yeah, I think I think we're in the clear now. Yeah, so spo- Finger, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So spoiler alert, three, two, one. All right, so we are going to end up losing... I don't want to say it was a pretty easy go out, but like, let's start at the beginning. Liana comes back after uh, last night's tribal and she's fuming mad and she's talking with Sean and Danny and, um, you know, they kind of agree that they're all in the minority now. Liana's saying we've cannibalized our own alliance. We've done all the wrong things. Meanwhile, on the other side of the camp, we have the, the formerly minority or without power group of uh, Xander, Ricard, Deshaun and Erica saying that they're going to stick together, at least for now, a marriage of convenience. So, uh, I say bad on Liana for coming back fuming mad. Like I know she feels that her allies have turned on her and kept her in the dark, and she's being accusatory. Why did you leave me out of the vote? But Liana, why would they bring you into the vote? Yeah, uh, blindsides are going to happen in the game. You can be upset over it, but internalize that a little bit more. Don't don't just come back like you said fuming into camp. You can get answers without feeling like you're interrogating someone or really blowing up at them. Uh, and that and that is a little bit more what Liana did here. It's going to be tough for her to work with these people in the future. Now, I say that right before they're about to work together, technically, uh, later on this episode. But it slims down your chances of being able to form together a little bit of a larger group. And then even if you're looking further into the game, maybe even something related to jury management. Absolutely. And and one thing that I think a couple people, I think Xander might have said at first, he's like, it would have been better for every everybody just to come back, lay down in the shelter and go to bed because we're not done tonight. Because now Deshaun is going on not an apology tour, but a little bit of like a chaos tour confronting Ricard about the fact that Shan has declared Deshaun a snake and has basically committed her jury vote to Ricard. I don't know if this was something that the the Liana outburst kind of fed into him because we're going to get later on, I feel validated because Xander says, oh, Deshaun is a very emotional player. This was something that I mentioned a couple episodes ago when we were uh, looking at how he was reacting to Shan being a, a very powerhouse, strong voice in the room. Um, I feel very validated. So this is this is bad on Deshaun as well because hey, you're putting a target on your back. Like, Shane tried to paint a target on your back. You don't have to validate that. You can just go to bed. Yeah, and he's mostly worried about him being perceived differently than Riccardi, even though they voted the same. Uh, And that's really where his frustrations come out. Uh, And he says this the next morning, too, when he's talking to Ricard on the beach. He basically says, you know, I I, I should have just kept my cool. Uh, I wasn't frustrated at you, Ricard. I was frustrated more at how I was perceived versus you. He kind of wishes that he'd be uh, getting the same treatment as Ricard being seen as like, oh, I'm going to give you the million dollars versus being the snake. And I get that. I, I, I understand how that can be frustrating, but it's it's the exact same thing as what we said with Liana. Like, you, you just had to keep your cool right after Tribal, especially. I, I absolutely agree. And by the way, I was, I was mistaken earlier. It was Ricard who was stating that Deshaun was uh, an emotional player. But I think for Deshaun, the damage might already be done even after he does come back and say that he wants to try and be more zen. And then, of course, that self-reflection where he said that he should have just gone to bed. But yeah. Well, we're also, this very next day, we're going to get a confrontation between Deshaun and Liana where uh, she says that she just wants him gone and she wants revenge. This is ultimately going to have no payoff, but I think this is emblematic of what is also wrong with Liana's game. Because we just got done saying, like, Liana, why are you mad at people for not telling you something when literally last episode you said you would go to the end and lose to Shan. So I I know we lose Liana tonight, so maybe this is a dead end, but you might find yourself in this situation if you're on Survivor. So, Josh, if you're Liana, are you trying to burn bridges with Deshaun at this point? I mean, I don't think there's... There's very rarely a good time to burn bridges on Survivor. So... No, <laughs> I think I, the, the the easy answer is no. You you should not be burning bridges. Yeah, there's a very specific time and place where you can burn bridges, and that is, I would say, typically in a public forum. If you're in your alliance or your people are around, and you there, there's been a couple, yeah. there's been a couple in past seasons yeah. where where it's definitely a move. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm even thinking of uh, Boston Rob's group on season forty. So I mean, this just happened mm. a season ago. You don't have to go back that far, but. 
Anyway, we'll leave that alone for now. We're, we're finally going to get a little bit more personal uh, development for Danny. Um, I have to admit, I was scared for Danny when he started to get a little bit of Me emotional too. development. <laughs> we learn about the passing of his father and the difficulty with that growing up and, and coming to terms with it and how the quietness of the island has helped him find some clarity on that topic. So this is something that we hear about on Survivor all the time, and this is one of the things that I love. Um, I mean, I really do hope that Danny found some peace in all of that, but... This is why the audience keeps coming back. So I was happy to see Danny finally get that development. Yeah, I thought Danny was gone this episode after all this stuff came up. It, it It's almost like the, the, the timing of it worked out well for, I mean, not, not well. I don't want to say that for Danny, but it, it's not something that production could really point out early in the season like they have for for everyone else having their own backstories. So the fact that Danny was able to last this long in the game, he was actually able to have this really real human moment uh, just because this this anniversary did come up. And so I'm, I'm glad at least that we were able to see a little bit more of the emotional side from Danny because he, he really has not been very present this season. Uh, and when he is, it's usually a very stonewall type of person so it obviously not not the not good circumstances but it was it was good to see that other side of him yeah he's come across i I don't want to like put anyone into an archetype necessarily but if you had to archetype danny he's the stoic stay loyal stay true in practice even though he's talked about you know keeping the men and women numbers advantage to the men and and turning on old luvu because he was chomping at the bit but i think in new school survivor if you get someone who's a stonewall loyalist they're gonna go home pretty quickly i mean brad went home immediately (laughs) but yeah this is gonna pay off immediately in an emotional way so if the edit did this out of order good on you guys but we're gonna get to the immunity challenge and before we start before we get into that the deadly twist is here. The monster is here. It is the do or die disadvantage. The do or die twist. I don't even know how to classify this. Is yeah, it, I, I think you. I think Jeff literally just called it do or die. This this is most closely related to the extortion that we saw of of Tony or um, the the. I guess the beware advantage from the season, but not really, because I, I guess there's a choice. But this is in the middle of a challenge, and I believe Tony's punishment for not getting through his extortion was he couldn't compete in the challenge. So that's why I'm equating the two. Basically what happens with do or die is if you participate in the immunity challenge and it's an endurance challenge of sorts, and you're the first one to fall out, you are going to be confronted with a do or die moment challenge option at tribal, where if you fail, you're gone. And if you're in, apparently you're safe is that what we realized by the end that he yeah he, that he would that was, earn immunity that was not clear during the actual challenge and maybe jeff said this and i just didn't catch it myself i i didn't realize it until a couple of people ended up saying it a, a couple of times but yeah if you are the first one out of the challenge and you succeed in the do or die challenge you stay alive in the game you're immune for that vote that that adds an uh, an entirely new layer to it because I was saying 10 times out of 10 you sit out of this like I don't care where I'm at in this game I sit out of this challenge because I don't I don't want to be taken out by chance I don't care what might happen otherwise I don't want to be taken out by chance but I wonder if there's a, a, a different circumstance now that if you do get immunity by playing a game of chance and making it through, I wonder if that really changes anything. Then. So, so I, I thought about this a lot. And the, and once I realized I kind of cemented this idea that you earn immunity. And plus, we're going to find out that there were 66% odds. We will talk about this later. But 66% chance to get this right, that's way better than the one in six shot that you have for shot in the dark. So if you are clear and on the bottom, and you don't think that you can realistically beat a Xander or a Ricard or a Danny in this endurance challenge, there is a world where you participate and you drop immediately and do the do or die to try and earn immunity knowing that you're going home that night. That being said, Deshaun is far from this. He may have a target on his back, but I don't think at this point he's a prime target. So Deshaun? 
I don't think that Deshaun is a prime target at this point. I really don't. Um, I, Ooh, I, th- I think I think he is. I, th- I think the two big people that they're looking at were either Ricard or Deshaun. I know uh, that-, that was and that was before the immunity challenge. I, I believe it was before the immunity challenge that Erica was actually saying that she was the swing vote. Was that before or was that after when they were talking about Liana versus Ricard? I feel like they may have it been might, It after. might have been after, but I think that same situation could have come up with it being Ricard or Deshaun. Because I, I do feel like I remember Xander saying something like, well, with Deshaun maybe having immunity, we have to shift our priority. I trust Danny more than I trust Liana, so we're going to focus on Liana. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to say that, Alexander, but I feel like I kind of did. <laughs> so regardless, like let's say that uh, Deshaun is on the chopping block, then absolutely, but he he does not know that these odds are any better than 50-50. He doesn't even know that they're 50-50. He just knows that there is a chance that he there's no yeah, vote. We are, and not, he just we are not told. So knowing that, 100% of these people should have refused to participate in the immunity challenge, and you should have just, uh, just taken your chances with the social game. Big knock to Xander, in my opinion, because... Huge knock. Huge that, knock. Like, guts of steel with that immunity idol, but you're top seven. You can only use it through top six. So, if, and, if, and, I, and if you drop out, you can't use your idol to, yeah. to win this game of chance. So I, I, I condemn Xander, Xander so hard yeah. for participating in this challenge because he could have used this idol right here as a freebie to get past us. And the thing is, is that he wasn't even targeted Mm-mm. anyway. He, he had this new alliance of four and they knew that they wanted to take out one of the former power alliance to get up on the numbers. So I, I'm very critical of Xander here. And as you should be. And for anyone who might be a little bit confused just by the way that Derek said it, it appears that it's a 33% chance from the outside. So, But no, Derek is not crazy when he says that it's a 66% chance of winning the game of chance later on. Which, like he said, we'll explain later. I just wanted to clarify that for anyone who might have thought that Derek misspoke or might be misunderstanding oh, the I, game I, of chance. I absolutely said it right. Ryan has already tried to uh, get me all fired up. about. I was actually screaming at him and sticking my face in my shirt earlier. He was very frustrated. I, I, for people who don't remember, my normal everyday job involves probability, sensitivity, analysis, accounting. Fine. like That's what I do. So the Monty Hall problem is a very famous one. Like, I don't want to say like in my circle, but in my profession, people just understand it. So I can't wait to educate some people, but don't be like Ryan, who's just like, no, 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 you're wrong. I'm like, no, you're wrong. No one cares about your math, Derek. <laughs> math is wrong. Psychology is more important. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Before we jump off of this do or die thing, the last thing I want to say about it, I hate this. I think that this is a complete middle finger to the game of Survivor that someone might go home without votes and not have it be in the crazy circumstance that happened to Sari. Because granted, that was you know uh, advantage Palooza, like Idol Palooza, like, but that was an aggregation or a culmination of a bunch of different things that players did and then saved it to that moment. This was something that, like production just laid down the laid down the nails they laid down the spikes on the road and they're trying to pop some tires luckily we're gonna have run flats the only thing that saves this is that they told them about it beforehand that is a really big differentiator why i didn't automatically knock this this twist into the worst of all time because if you go home here it's on you it's on you you were warned you were a hundred percent warned and that's why i don't hate it i i've it very obviously seems like I dislike it much less than you. Overall, I'm not a fan. I really like that they were given the decision on if they wanted to sit or risk it, because I think everyone in this situation should sit and not risk it. But I wish that I wish there'd be a small variation on this. So instead of it being, if you are the first out, you play a game of chance, completely up to luck, and... If if that if you lose, you're out of the game, like you said, without any votes, game over, bye. I wish it was nerfed a little bit to where they maybe, if they're the first out, maybe they have a disadvantage in the next challenge if they make it that far. Or maybe they lose their vote for the current tribal council. Something else to where it impacts their personal game because they made the choice to stay in. But not as far as kicking them out. That that's really unsettling, and and it 
it it ruins this twist because I actually like the concept of this twist at at the base of it. it. It's just the end result that I don't like, and and we got lucky here, and Survivor got lucky here. I I agree. I think that there would have been a lot of angry fans out there. I think when you boil it down. It's the difference between like incentive and, and punitive, right? So we've done stuff in the past where if you sit out of an immunity challenge, you get food. That happens all the time, right? So it's basically like you're giving up one, you know, the potential for one good thing for the certainty of another good thing, where this is like if you want the chance at a good thing, you have to risk a bad thing. So it's more of a true risk reward rather than uh, just a, a substitute of or, or a trade-off. That being said immunity versus guaranteed to go home with no votes kicked out of the game regardless of if you have an idol <laughs> essentially dying of dysentery on the oregon trail like <laughs> just oh man i'm doing so good let me go across this river and i'm dead man that was a fun game <laughs> exactly so i mean deshaun had a pretty good sense of humor about this whole thing but deshaun i am mad for you i, I don't like it going deshaun far. deshaun's been good at putting on a happy face all season he did a good job also during the hourglass twist <laughs> and only- basically and basically saying like hey it's season 41 it is what it is blah blah we we have to play with these crazy twists he, he's putting on a good production face so I'll applaud him for that, it's, but it's, he still should. He still should have sat. It's interesting. I feel like the times when Deshaun gets mad, he needs to be calm, and the times when he's calm, like I want him to be exploding because he's he's yelling at Shan for being too bossy, and he's yelling at Ricard for being like this uh, paragon of the jury, or at least for Shan. And then he's just like, "Oh yeah, I might go home with no votes." <laughs> He's like, well, at least I'm making history tonight, one way or the other. You need to sort out your priorities. <laughs> but, all right. Anyway, we spent a lot of time on this. I wanted to get that off my chest. I've appreciated this discussion. because It's a, it's a big twist, so yeah. it, it, it deserves a, a lengthy discussion. Ab- absolutely. All right, so we're going to get back from the challenge. And, by the way, Danny wins it, um, and he has this emotional moment where he said, I had just started thinking about my dad, and I'd come to peace with my dad's situation, and so I really feel like I, I did it for him or he helped me do this. Uh, so that was a beautiful moment. I really yeah. He, that. he even breaks down a little bit uh, yeah. after after he wins, and you, and you can see him getting emotional. So really, really powerful. Yeah. But now back on the beach, we're gonna get to the scramble portion of the episode, the classic portion, <laughs> my favorite portion of almost any episode. Danny wants Ricard gone. So the first thing that the edit does is it shows him pitching this idea to Xander. So should Xander flip on Ricard at this point? What do you what do you think? Because we know we know Xander's thoughts on the matter, but what what do you think? Is now a good time for someone like Ricard, who's guaranteed to have Shan's vote on the jury, who's been building a resume? Is this a good time? This is tough, just just given where the numbers lie. The easy answer is yes, just because threat. Ricard, bigger threat than Liana. If you just compare it right there, then then sure. But but we're late enough in the game where you also have to take into account who's left in the game and who you can work with after this vote. So we have seven people left, and if you if you do take out Ricard, then Xander, you're gonna have to work with Liana, Danny, Deshaun, Erica, Heather. You're gonna have to get with three, if not four, of those people to be able to orchestrate a vote. If you think you can, then take out Ricard. If you don't think that you can get together with the rest of them, then take out Liana. So my my big thing about this, maybe maybe for one of the other, maybe for Erica, maybe for Heather, this would have been something more palatable. Obviously, it doesn't pan out that way. I think in 0% of these circumstances should Xander be taking out Ricard right now because with the absence of Liana tonight, who's, by the way, already flipped on Yasa, it's all Luvu plus Xander. That's it. That's all that's left. If Ricard leaves... It's it's Luvu plus Liana who betrayed him. So either way, you're only left with one person. Get rid of the person who has proven to you that they will not work with you and you cannot trust them and try and take out another Luvu member because they are taking over this game in an indirect way, but they are doing it. I love when Xander says, I like having Ricard as a shield, but I do think that there are these original tribal lines still lingering out there just a little bit. You have to get Ricard out eventually, but you need to work with him for now to fight the common enemy that is Luvu. Yeah, here's the thing, though. You're running out of time. Assuming that there's going to be, you know, consistent with the last how many seasons, assuming that there's going to be fire making at four, you really only have three votes left? Something like that. Something like that. So you need, looking at who can beat you, I think that Ricard beats Xander, Deshaun beats Xander. 
I don't know where anyone else stands just based on the the social side of it. There could be an argument for a, a couple of other people, but I would put them for sure behind those two guys. Maybe not for sure. We really don't know. But just from what I have seen, he's behind those two. You're running out of time to take them out. So I, I don't think that you waste a vote on Liana. I think that you take out Ricard and then look to hopefully take out Deshaun just based on threat, especially since you have an idol and you have one more vote where you can use it. Because, correct, you can only use it on the ne- the next vote. Yep, it's this one and then the next one. I believe final six is when it expires. So, so the one that we saw today and then the next one next yes, week. Yes, yep. Uh, so if you're not going to play your idol this week, which I, it seems like he's already made that decision because other people are on the table somehow, because of that, you're going to play your idol next week. 99% of the time is going to be for yourself, and that's going to be your opportunity to take out the other big threat. So I, I have a hard time seeing a situation where Liana is the right move. Yeah, she's not going to work with him. Almost never is she going to work with him, but... I would rather take out a threat who can beat me rather than someone who might not work for work with me in the future. Yeah, the one wrinkle is that Xander's idol is only good for one more tribal. So, I mean, if you're going to have a target on your back, now is an okay time to do it. And I can definitely see where that is. I, I don't err on that side, but I can definitely see that school of thought. And I can understand where you're coming from. So on the other side, um, you know, because just a reminder, Danny wants her card gone. He's going to... Uh, pulled Deshaun and Liana in on this. He's going to talk to Xander about flipping. But on the other side, Xander, Heather, and Ricard, they want to get Liana out to get rid of a number on the opposing alliance that was in power for a, a good amount of time. And they think that they can trust Danny more, which is why they're not targeting Danny over Liana. Um, at least Danny has shown a willingness to work with them, even if it hasn't always panned out on the vote side thing. But they did just blindside Shannon. That was with Danny's help. So... Battle lines are drawn, and just the way that it pans out, it, it's set up as uh, Erica being the swing vote. I don't know if this is a product of the edit. I hope it is, because <laughs> then it's putting Erica in a power spot in my new winner pick of Erica, which, by the way, yeah, we didn't discuss. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't see the Twitter, Josh's new winner pick is Deshaun. Yeah, and yeah, I, I know that not everyone uses Twitter, not everyone follows us on Twitter, which you should, at CastawayPod, but... <laughs> Since I was gone last week, um, I did watch, obviously, the episode. I, I was just a day late. I was, I was visiting family and all that stuff. So just as a quick recap, I will let you know that I did give Ricard last week the best player of the episode, Liana the worst uh, player of the episode. My prediction was that Ricard was going to go this week. But then I did change my winner pick to Deshaun after, Sh- uh, after Shang got voted out. I did think that, honestly... Only like one or two episodes after the merge, I kind of had made a decision that I'm like, yeah, Deshaun's going to win this game. <laughs> uh, I just really liked where his edit was at, where he was at with his alliance, everything. A very sociable, likable person. And that's the type of person that can get taken out because they might seem like a threat, but it's also the type of person that can win. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Deshaun is my new winner pick. I still like his position. Uh, he's got a tough road ahead in these next couple of votes, but still doable. Absolutely. Meanwhile, my new winner pick, Erica. So to get to get back into this, my winner pick, Erica, she's saying that she's leaning toward Ricard because Ricard seems to be good at everything. Basically vocalizing what you're saying. You know, Ricard is this big threat. We don't have many more opportunities. He's building his resume. He has a guaranteed vote on, on the jury, vocalized and everything. So she's kind of leaning that way. Xander has another trick up his sleeve to back up Ricard and Heather um, with his extra vote. We're going to see that played tonight. I don't like that Erica necessarily had such an open forum conversation with Xander on this right now. Not when you're in the middle of a scramble and not when things can turn on a dime. I think she should have said yes and then just gone with whatever she wanted to do, maybe given like a courtesy nod at some point. This is an interesting tribal because they didn't even know if they were going to be voting or not. So like, I don't want to say, you you know, you plan for the worst, but you, you should, but that's not always how human psychology works. Yeah, and it's tricky because half of them and maybe even more than half are hoping that Deshaun loses and is out of the game. <laughs> this is what we, we get. A, we get a confessional from a card basically saying like, I hope he dies, <laughs> <laughs> which it's just because it's called the do or die challenge. Like, obviously they don't want him to die, but it just seems so much harsher because everyone's saying it like that. Everyone's saying, I hope you die. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Erica clarifies this at tribal. Like he, you know, Deshaun dies. I and mean, I don't mean die. Don't want you to actually die. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I knock on Erica just just because right after that conversation, Xander goes to Ricard. 
and mm-hmm. and says, you know, I'm solid. I'm not so sure about Erica. And maybe that's just planting seeds for a follow-up episode next mm-hmm. week or maybe two from now. Who knows? But if, if you just nod and say, like, yep, let's do it, and then think to yourself, like, you're on an island at this point, just, like, both, both literally yeah. and, and you are alone in your decision-making this late in the game when you're in this type of swing situation. So just nod, say yes, and then make your decision on your own. Otherwise, you're going to have people talking behind your back about being wishy-washy and... It, it it's not going to turn it into this type of situation, but you could end up being a target if you're not careful. Uh, if you're in the middle and people see that, like they can take you out. So you, you just have to be careful. And it's not even like a good kind of target. It's not a target that results in a in a stronger resume. You know, because you need you need the the resume. You need to have the accolades to to wear proudly on your your weathered shirt or your weathered outfit at the end in order to face the jury, right? I, I don't know that this is a, a moment that she could look back on. Oh, remember, Xander, when I disagreed with you on the beach about regard a little bit, but I ended up going with you anyway because I'm a good <laughs> team player. Like, that's not something that you can no. put on your tool belt. So anyway, we're, we're going to go to tribal council. Before we get into what happens with the do or die and the Monty Hall problem, uh, we did find out this is the last night that you can use the shot in the dark, which I had completely forgotten. I don't know if we'd ever known that before, but we're going to not see that played tonight. Uh, at all so uh sydney ended up being sydney's one shot in the dark was the only one we got yep and again i think this is a great cast circumnavigating a twist that i was not a huge fan of it ended up being a little more nerfed than they initially made it seem and i appreciated that uh Mm -hmm. but It, it truly is a shot in the dark like the percentages are low enough to where the theme of the episode risk versus reward the the risk of losing your not not just not having a vote because you took your shot in the dark there there's so many possibilities and and the players are so good that they can make you think that there's these all these possibilities even if there isn't that losing your vote could ruin that plan and, and that really brought down this this twist of the shot in the dark which makes me all right with it it, it adds another layer to the game you have to think about it as as a player, if someone is going to use it or if you're going to use it yourself. And ultimately, we only got it once. So we only got it once. I'm actually going to go the other way with it. So to me, because we only saw it once on a season with so many twists and so many obstacles, we're already so heavy on this stuff. Just drop the dead weight. Like, pu- push the cannon over the ship. You don't need it. It's um, kind of a dud, you're saying? Right. I'm saying, you know, it might always be there. It might always be in the background. So when it finally does have some kind of payoff, it's either going to be underwhelming or it's going to drastically affect the game in a way that we're not used to because the odds are so low. So that being said, if they decide to bring it back, I, I, I don't hate it, but I would prefer it if they just kind of made it walk the plank and we were good. Yeah, but, it's not powerful enough to loom over the game as much uh, as as like an idol because idols cannot work out uh, two out of three so far right. <laughs> this season where people go home with idols in their pocket. But the shot in the dark is a little bit different just because it's so unlikely to actually happen i could definitely see this being one of those where we get it for two seasons and then we we don't hear from it again yep and then again before we get to the do or die uh i feel like we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge this really powerful moment of Mm -hmm. um i I don't know if you want to call it just person of color if you want to call it blackness if you want to call it this added burden that anyone who isn't white out there playing the game or anyone who isn't straight or follow, you know, the, I don't want to say like the standard demographic, like check boxes down the line, but this might be one of the more powerful discussions in survivor history. If not, if not the most, because it was, it was good. It was respectful all around. And I think it did such a great job of articulating what we tried to say on, on the podcast last week and several other times this season where, Survivor is a, a solo game, and the idea of bringing in such a diverse cast was to make it fair for people of all all gender, whatever fluid it is, um, of all race, of all demographic, uh, of all age. And by bringing in this diversity, you can now truly play the game of Survivor with less fear of inherent bias or of stereotyping or prejudice and stuff like that. And this is the first time uh, in forever. And again, I want to give a big old null to season 13. So like, you know, I want to keep saying like that doesn't count. They divided them by race. This is the first time that we're going to see an alliance of uh, this happens to be all black people saying this is really weird because 
we have the opportunity to truly play a solo game right now for a million dollars. But how do we reconcile that with trying to represent how they, they, they describe it as the culture? Um, they describe it as, as a people, as a mindset. And this is, you know, I'm not qualified to speak on this. So, you know, go find this on YouTube, go watch it in the episode. They articulate it so much better than I do. So if I've said anything disrespectful, I'm learning too. This is a journey for me, but this was a really good moment. And again, this is what drives survivor. So I love this. This was amazing. I'm, they didn't spend a one minute too long on this. Fill my, fill my cup up. I loved it. Yeah, and we have had race-related conversations on Survivor in the past, but nothing quite like this. It it just felt a little bit different. Um, it's more that race has been brought up and mentioned as more of like an observation in the in the game. This the the way that this was so different is, and it it's more one of the things that Deshaun really said that caught me the most, and that was where he had to make his own personal internal decision. And if he wanted to go go through with what what he was referring to as uh, doing it for uh, the culture and, and going with the Black Alliance versus, like you said, the solo game. Ultimately, he chose the solo game uh, because he loves the game of Survivor and he want he came to play his own game of Survivor. I can't imagine what that would be like to have to make that kind of decision. I, I was thinking of like. If I was on this season being someone like Xander in Xander's shoes, if I would be there and I would have to vote out someone like someone someone like Evie, I, I wouldn't think twice about it. I would I would just no, yep, vote her out. She was one of the only remaining white people left. If that was reversed, and exactly what Deshaun said, that's something that comes into the game in his decision making that makes it more difficult it makes it to where he might not be able to actually play his own true solo survivor game and and i hope that i hope that changes a little bit in the future because i i want everyone to be able to play their own game and not feel pressured to do something because of everything else that's going on in the world because survivor hasn't been this diversified in the past and has been so underrepresented uh, in the past, hopefully we can get to that point. And forty-one is a good stepping stone to be able to get to that point. It's it's not going to do everything, but hopefully that it sends us in the right direction so that it's not such a focal point. Absolutely. And the last thing, I, the last thing I'll say in this, because again, I'm so underqualified to talk about this. Um, I mean, we're two white dudes here, <laughs> right? Right. You know, not checking a lot of the diverse boxes for for us, at least like with visual diversity. To all of the people in the Facebook comment section of Survivor and the people on Twitter saying that the game is becoming race related, this is exactly proof of the opposite. That means that it lasted exactly as long as it should have Mm -hmm. to get a group of people to the end based on a common struggle, based on a common feature, based on a a common understanding. And we've seen this happen so many different ways. And you know what? Yeah, for part of this game, race became a part of it. But as a microcosm of the world, that might happen. So this is proof that the game is not going to be just a game of race pitted against race all the time just because you include more diversity. I love having this very direct piece of evidence in the very first season. So all the people out there who were worried or angry or very vocal about this being a horrible idea, this, please, I implore you, look to this as understanding that that's not what's happening. It's actually just creating a fair shake for everyone. So... Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's all I'll, I'll say on that. You know, go watch the episode. It'll articulate it a lot better than we did here. So, all right. Now we're going to get to do or die. I promise to go through this very quickly. We're at the Monty Hall problem now. Why is it 66% and not 33% not 50%? Okay, so so uh, like ex- explain yep, the yep, situation yep, we'll first. set it up. So Jeff has three boxes. He has fire in one, skull in two, okay? And then he says, you got to pick one of these three boxes. So Deshaun picks one. Cool, awesome. And then... Jeff removes a skull from the game and says, "Would because Jeff knows which which two yep, are the death yep, ones." Yep. So, would you like to keep the box that you chose, or would you like to switch? Deshaun opts to keep his box, and obviously, Deshaun made the correct move on a result. Like, if you're just looking at results, he made the correct move. Statistically, that was stupid. It was really stupid because 
on that first decision, he only had 33% chance to get it right. If he were to have switched that box, it would be 66%. Now people might be saying, no, 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 it's just 50-50 because Jeff removed a box. No, 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 absolutely not. I'm going to try and articulate this as best I can. So instead of thinking about this in terms of three boxes, I want you to imagine 100 boxes, okay? 1,000 boxes. I don't care. We're going to go with 100 because it's nice, even numbers. Deshaun, pick one box. One box has fire, 99 has skulls. Cool. We good? Deshaun picks a box. Jeff proceeds to remove 98 of the boxes and then says, Deshaun, would you like to switch your box? 100%. Yes, you should want to. It's not 100% you'll get it right, but the reason you want to switch it is because on your first choice, there was a 1 in 100 chance that you picked the box with fire in it. You're now switching to the side that Jeff has given you essentially 99% chance because unless you picked the right box the first time, the right box was in the other group. So now you scale that down to three, so it's a little bit easier to conceptualize now. It's a 33% chance, but if Jeff removes one of those boxes and you switch, you've now moved to the side of 66% probability because you had a low probability on your first decision you should thank him for the extra 33%. Watch the movie 21. They do a horrible <laughs> job of explaining it. I love this uh, this image of using 100 doors or 100 boxes instead of just three. Hopefully that helps people understand it. Deshaun made the wrong move. Right result. I'm happy for him. I would have 100% gone home if I had picked the same box as Deshaun, and I would fight it tooth and nail to the end. Yeah, I, I would have done the exact same thing. Uh, we were, I, I was yelling basically when this uh, came up. I'm like, oh my god, no, switch, switch. Like, it is the right move to switch. I don't care how you feel about your stupid box. You need to switch probability-wise. If you go home, it sucks. You shouldn't have been here in the first place. You should have sat out of the it, challenge. Yep. But it probability-wise, you gave yourself the best odds if you switch. And yeah, it... If you break it down, uh, I, I look at it as like 50-50 just after you eliminate the first one because like obviously I get I get the the probability side of uh, it being 66% chance, but it it makes me it, it makes me be able to uh, see it a little bit clearly if I just remove everything else from the situation. If he takes out the one box and I'm able to look at it and be like, well, I got a 50-50 shot. I'm just gonna I'm gonna switch. Obviously, that's not correct. That's not the correct math and probability and everything. Yeah, it like is that. painful to hear you say that. But I, but I'm ba- what I'm basically saying is it's not thirty three. Yeah, and and so I, like I, I mean, but but it is, but it's ah. Uh. I, I I know. I I'm saying that incorrectly. You are correct. Oh, I <laughs> and know. I, and I a hundred percent would switch, <laughs> but it's it it makes it easy for me to see it when it's just you're down to two boxes and it's like oh cool now i have a 50 50 shot (laughs) (laughs) but there are three boxes i know i know i know we we could fight about this all night long but we're we're gonna get on to the votes now so we have five votes liana three votes ricard uh the way that this uh broke down is we had liana deshaun and danny they all voted for uh for ricard uh xander played his extra vote because erica was being squeamish about whether or not so that would force a tie and then a re-vote liana goes home yeah i Um, i I, I was kind of confused and didn't really like it at first i'm like oh wow what a waste of an extra vote but if you have someone on the fence yeah yeah, go for it tie it up make sure you can stay in a power position at this point especially going into the last vote where you can use your idol so at least next time so did the right person go home i'm going to say yes i think the right person did go home actually let me go back on that immediately i'm gonna say no i think maybe this is okay for xander but for team like luvu where liana's basically already professed you want to take out a ricard you want to take out Ua, you want to take out the the jury threat and also, if you are Liana, Heather, and Erica, you want to go to the end with each other. And maybe, and maybe Danny, because we've been getting a really underdeveloped Danny. I, maybe they can beat Danny. I don't know. Judge the situation. But from the edit we're getting, I'm thinking that Heather and Liana should for sure want to go with, like, uh, Heather and Erica should for sure want to go with, like, a Liana. But I think getting rid of a goat decreases a lot of people's odds of winning in a final three situation. So I think the wrong person went home. Yeah, it, it, it's hard because... You're at final seven. You need to pay attention to jury and who's going to get votes. So I don't think it was the right move. I think that Ricard should have gone home. Now, after he goes, after he would go home, you can very easily like make an argument for, okay, well, Shan, who said that she was going to vote for Ricard, 
she she very likely could now vote for Liana. So yeah. now she could be a threat. So I understand why uh, where an argument could be made to vote out Liana. I, I just don't really think that you need to look forward that far. I, th- I think you just need to look at the next biggest threat when you're this late in the game. Sure. Now, what did Twitter think? Yeah, so we ask each week whether or not uh, the right person went home on Twitter. And it was actually really split. We got 95 votes this week on the poll. Wow. Uh, and that's one of the highest. Uh, I know we got into, a, into the hundreds uh, before, uh, but this is one of the highest that I remember seeing. And it really split. 53% said yes, that the right person went home. So I'm not sure if people just didn't like Leon or maybe they thought it was a good move, but split right down the middle. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into uh, best and worst, worst players. And Ryan did send best and worst to us. He sent us a couple other thoughts that we'll clean up with at the end here. But for best player, Josh, who did you have? So for best player of the episode, uh, this might be a little out there, but I'm going to go with Heather. Mm. Only two people sat out of the challenge. Liana, who went home, and Heather. I, I don't think there's any reason that anyone else should have competed in this challenge. And I'm going to knock all of them enough to bring them down below Heather. Also, Heather voted for the right person. She didn't really have much screen time other than that, but she voted for the right person. She wasn't in conflict with people or being really wishy-washy. Like, Deshaun uh, had a little bit of conflict. Uh, Xander, uh, like we said earlier in the episode, should be knocked the most for competing in this challenge. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Erica didn't really play the whole uh, swing vote situation the best. I'll give her a little bit of an honorable mention, I guess. Uh, But strictly just because she's out of the challenge, I'm going to go with Heather. So I thought about Heather because she was the only surviving castaway to sit out of the challenge, right? But with Liana going home, I don't think anybody... I don't don't think Heather beats anybody under any circumstances. No. (laughs) Um, So that means I need to pick someone best player who competed in the challenge. And I'm going to pick the person who navigated that situation the best. And I'm going to pick Xander, even though he had the biggest, even though he had the biggest reason to sit out. He played his extra vote to make sure that what he wanted to happen happened. He was able to keep his idol once again. He voted someone out of the game who's been after him since the the beginning, since they were on Yasa together. He's got a good working relationship with Danny who want, who wants to work with him. He kept Ricard around, the only other non-Luvu now that Liana is gone, and I think that keeps the options open for him. He's also using him as a meat shield while knowing that his physical prowess can beat Ricard and give him another opportunity to take him out. And for Xander specifically, with his performance in these challenges, I'm going to knock someone like a Deshaun or a, an Erica for competing in this, even though I guess both of them have one individual immunity. So, yeah. you know, the people who did compete are the people who were most likely to win. So, so good on them. I, I don't want to really knock them for having confidence in themselves, but I'm going to go with Xander. Um, Strong disagree, by the way. <laughs> but with worst, I have uh, Deshaun for nearly getting murked by a brand new twist when he shouldn't have competed in it. And again, that's that's everybody. Uh, he lost Liana, who, despite wanting to get some revenge on him, was still an ally, still voted with him. And uh, he blew up after Tribal. He blew up to Liana and to Ricard after the last Tribal. He's an emotional player. And I feel like after all of this, his target is maybe a little bit bigger. So I had Deshaun. Yeah, I had Deshaun as my worst, too, for basically everything that you said. The two biggest things were competing unnecessarily in the challenge. And then the way that he handled everything after, right after Tribal. You, you just got to do better. So... I'm looking at Ryan's best player. We're going to do that really quickly. Uh, Ryan had Ricard. Yeah, I, I, I see that. For competing um, in the immunity challenge and for getting Liana out. I, d- I don't know why competing in the immunity challenge is a reason for being best for him. Maybe because he was on the bottom. Because he needed to? Yeah. Like, it was a do or die for him. So maybe he was the only one who had enough at risk at that point to want to compete. I can see that. So we are split three ways on best player. It looks like we're not getting a resolution. Um, and then for worst player, he had Erica for stupidly competing in the immunity challenge and uh, getting rid of Liana so she can no longer win the game. I think Erica can beat Heather, so I, I hate that more for Heather than I do for Erica. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. Could she compete against Liana in the end? Yeah, I, I think she could. I think it could be a toss-up between the two of them on, on who might win. So uh, very quickly, who's going next? I'm going to go with my same from uh, from last week. I, I think that Ricard is still really in danger. He's seen as the biggest threat. He probably should have been the one to go home this week and wasn't. I think that it, it there's there's one of two people are going home next week. It's either Ricard or Deshaun. Anyone else, and it would be an idiotic move, in, in my opinion. Now, could they not? 
Sure. But they're the two biggest threats. Uh, if, if you don't take them out now, one of them are going to end up winning. Sure. And I agree with you. I think that it's either going to be Ricard or Deshaun. I fell on the side of Ricard, and then our friend Ryan fell on the side of Deshaun. So that's a, a two-to-one split there as well. So if you go by odds... Uh, Ricard's next. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> Sorry, a bummer, Ricard. you know, barring him winning it again. Um, now, uh, our last section: Who cannot win? And I'll start with Ryan. So he says that uh, both Heather and Erica cannot win in a final three. If it's in a final two, Erica will beat Heather. Uh, so that's Ryan's thoughts. What do you have? I'm I'm staying consistent with like the same as my last like six episodes where I said that Heather can't win. Uh, but that's nothing new here. If you want me to forcefully choose someone for uh, the second, uh, just in case it's a final three, which it probably will be. Yeah, that's tough. I I think it's probably Erica now that Leon is out. I think after being on the wrong side of the vote again, I think that Erica can beat Danny. But maybe D- Danny's maybe... Danny's the only one that I'm thinking just because I feel like. I feel like Erica's more well-rounded. And Erica's uh, had her neck out there more and I, has been in the minority yeah, alliance. That's I th- I personally think that she can beat Danny socially. I don't know if it's necessarily right. there. I think Danny's a very strong social player, but Erica's won immunity too, and she's at least tried to do some stuff strategically, whereas Danny, I remember him doing like one thing. Well, and, remembering, and, and that's about it. Remembering, if it is like a Danny, Erica, Heather who go to the end, that's three Luvu. There's not a lot of Luvus on the jury to help you out there in that situation. No. So who do the other tribes like better? The the ones who worked with them. That's not Danny. True. So that's that's my thought. But um, all right. Well, Ryan is already going to be very angry at us for running this so long. But this has been a pleasure. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode before we close this out? Do we want to read any of Ryan's other thoughts? Oh yeah, we need to do Ryan's other thoughts. I have my apologies. So if you want to read those, Ryan also said that he didn't like the do or die twist, but he doesn't hate it because they were at least all told about it. So so agrees yeah. with uh, with us mostly. Yep, absolutely. Another one of Ryan's thoughts. He loved Tribal Council, uh, especially Deshaun and Liana. Right on par with what we were talking about with everything. Liana called out the entire Survivor Facebook page, which we know that Ryan (laughs) is obviously going to love. We all... Just don't go there. Don't don't go to the Facebook page. It's the terrible place. Yep. And then for uh, Ryan's thoughts on whether or not the right person went home, he said no, it should have been Ricard. So he was on the same page as us with that, too. Wonderful. Well, hopefully next week we can all be back together again for the three of us. Um, maybe there's a strong possibility that I will not be here for the finale because my wife and I have a C-section planned for, uh, right around then. So I'll probably be in the hospital, but she might let me leave for a little while. We'll see. We'll see. But priorities. That's a good enough excuse to me. (laughs) So with that, I don't have anything else. How about you? No, I've got nothing. All right. Well, this has been the Castaway Consultants. Got Got nothing nothing else else for you. you. Good Good night. night. (laughs) 